With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blessed be and welcome back to Charming. I am your lovely host, Abby, as... For second week in a row, I get to get to start the beginning. I'm really excited. I stuttered a little bit, but we're gonna keep that. We'll let you know how see how raw it is. It's how I do it when I run this ship. Uh, for the second week in a row, we are without our valiant lead Beth. She is still out gallivanting the world, and so I have pulled in a resident expert and someone from a different media platform. She is a YouTuber, so try not to scare her away from the podcast world. Everybody, welcome. The lovely Kristen. Yay! Ooh, thank you for having me. It's a uh, pleasure to be yes. here. Uh, just, uh, I'm just going to give it to you a little cold here. Like, uh, Can you uh, just introduce yourself? What do you do? What are your, your thoughts, hopes, and dreams? Like, What's going on? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Kristen. I've been on YouTube for five years making reviews on video, uh, making video reviews on movies, TV shows, um, and when I'm not doing that, I work in social media in the entertainment field in general. Um, so just my whole life is all pop culture and TV is like my soul. And so I'm very, ex- I was very excited when Charmed was getting rebooted. I was a big fan of the original Charmed. So yeah, I'm just happy to be here talking Charmed. And somehow I got roped into into doing reviews every week of the reboot. So it's been a lot of fun. Oh, and and I did love the kismet of this whole thing is because I messaged you and then you tweeted at us on our Charmed podcast, like our actual Twitter, within, I think, five minutes of each other. Yes, we were and, both like, want to collab? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, yes, great minds think alike. Okay, so what's your um, what's your history with Charmed all the way back to, like, the original Charmed? Did you watch it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Um, I loved the original Charmed. I didn't watch it when it was on, but I watched it when it was like streaming, mm-hmm. um, like a couple years ago. And then more recently, I started rewatching it as you know we found out that we were getting a reboot. Mm-hmm. And um, I just like fell in love with the characters. And I even um, there's a comic book shop not too far from me where I randomly, as I was watching the first time, started finding these like Charmed magazines. <laughs> so I have like this whole little collection of Charmed magazines. Um, and I just love how the show, you know, is about like the sisterhood first and magic and like, you know, these strong women coming together to fight evil. Um, and you know, they had the craziest fashion. So that was always a lot of fun. 
and um and my favorite was always Piper so yeah oh yes a Piper fan me as well Uh, she can be a little bit polarizing I found OG charmed wise um Mm -hmm. but yeah I I always really I always really dug Piper I think it was the oldest sister in me the the just wanting to embrace it all exactly she was like the responsible one like that's that definitely me older sister exactly so, so they did the reboot um how were your feelings like how are you going through so far with the season how how are you liking it I feel like it's been good I think it started off a little slow um mm-hmm. it's kind of been a little bit up and down for me you know some episodes I'm like yes I'm so in this and some episodes I'm like well the pacing is a little bit off uh, you know they're not where I want them to be I, I feel like they haven't really focused as much on the sisterhood as I would want them to. And to me, that was like, you know, that's what Charmed is. Um, they're sisters who are witches, not witches who are sisters, you know? Yes, yes. Um, so I- I've been a little bit up and down. But when there's a really good episode, like this one last night, like, you know. Oh, yeah. The, that, that's just like the epitome of what I want, you know, in Charmed. Oh, and I knew the magic yeah. and the twists and turns. And I knew that this was going to be a fun. I think I even said this to you when I first pitched the, the idea was like, it's going to be a body swap episode. So no matter what, we're going to have a good time talking about it. Even if it's like the worst episode, because body swap episodes can, well, they can go either way. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I do like that they did that. Like, um, because one of the things that we, we talked about when we were reviewing OG Charmed is when they brought in um, Paige. Okay, I always space on her name. I was like, come on, get it. When they bring in mm-hmm. Paige, they do a body swap episode within like the first handful of episodes before they really have her character fleshed out. I'm happy they waited until like, this is like the 15th episode. Yeah, so you really know each of the girls and you can kind of see the different things and different quirks that they take on each other. Yes, and I do like um I I yeah, and we'll get into this. But yes. So, okay, we'll we'll just jump in before we just start just talking about the episode without leading into it. So, this is episode 15 of the first season, Switches and Stones. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um so it, we're going to just go through and we're going to break down each sister's kind of journey and we'll culminate towards the the big reveal, which was awesome. Um so we start with Mel, who is with Jada in the forest like forest parts of ireland is that what was going on yeah they were on some journey for a stone maybe Uh, that's what the stone switches and stones oh that yeah i I didn't get the stones part like the switches part obviously was pretty quick but i was like oh the stone thing i like by the middle of the episode i'd completely forgotten about that entire storyline or maybe it's like medusa stone like people being turned to stone there's a lot of there's some duality there's some duality Uh, yeah, so they're going through, and then basically Jada swears her to super secrecy. Like, you can't even tell your sisters. And Mel's like, that's fine. Cool. Yeah, no big deal. And they, yada, 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 they, they, they find the stone, they get the stone, and they wake, they, they, they get Fiona. Ah, yes. Who yes, is, finally. Yeah, finally, who is Charity's sister, and Harry's love interest, question mark? Yes? Yeah. I don't, I think Charity was his love interest and Fiona was his like, uh, charge, charge. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That is what I believe. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, so yeah, so it's, yay. We got Fiona. Hooray. Another character has been added to the pack. Yes. Yes. I feel like we've been waiting all season for this. Like they've teased her so much and then they kind of like dropped it for a while. And I was like, is she ever going to make an appearance? Is this going to be the finale? Like what's going on with? Fiona. Yeah, they I 
I thought about that when I was watching the episode that, yeah, they tease her, like they talk about her and they give her all this exposition and she's like, okay, you can't keep mentioning her without like showing her. Like I thought it was weird that they kept bringing her up without showing her. So I'm, I'm glad that this was not a season finale thing because I feel like I would have forgotten by then. If that's, yeah, if that's sure. bad, like it was just been like, oh yeah, that thing from way earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they do that and then are they're sworn to super secrecy because basically, <clears throat> basically she started, and you'll have to clear this up for me because this is the part that started getting a little muddy for me. Basically she was in Tartarus because she was doing evil things, quote unquote. Um, from what I took away from it is that she, um, not that she was doing evil things, but that she has this power called the sacred the sacred flame. Ah. That's like what her power is. Yeah. And that's where like all magic comes from. And she's like immortal. And basically she, you know, was kind of doing her own thing. And the elders wanted her to like follow them. And then mm-hmm. when she didn't, they were like, oh, well, we have this person who's really powerful, who doesn't want to listen to us. Well, that's not going to stand. So we're going to send her to Tartarus as punishment. Oh, because she's immortal. Which yeah. I think is a really big, like a bad thing for the old elders who were just like, oh, this is a very powerful witch who will never die. We should definitely trap her in super hell. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like instead of trying to get on her side, they're like, she's not with us. Forget it. She's out. Yeah. She's out of <laughs> the street. Like mistake. Yeah. So they and then they basically lie to Charity and Harry and say, oh, no, she did. She did. So now I, that's what it is. Right. Like because. I had um, a lot of people commenting to me that they thought that Charity was one of the elders that put her sister in Tartarus. But from what I took away from it, this was before Charity was even an elder, that this all happened and that she didn't know that her sister was in Tartarus. She didn't know her sister was immortal. She didn't know she had this power. I don't know what you took away from it, but so yeah, what did you think about that? So I'm guessing... And, I, and this is just me sort of trying to, like, again, put it together. Because, obviously, I, I feel like the very first episode is when all of this will just, like... The next episode that we watch, like, next week is when they're like, also, A, B, and C, this is why it is. So, we'll just speculate all week. And then they'll be like, oh, here's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. So, basically, I think that she probably was one that helped helped put her away. Um, like, I think this is going to be with, with Charity and what we know happens at the very end of this episode... I think it's going to be showing the duality of sisterhood where it's just like, it can be very strong, but it can also be like terrible once it's broken. Like this is different than like a breakup or a broken friendship or something like that. Like this is a sisterhood that is busted mm-hmm. and it's now like rippling out and what's going to fix it? A sisterhood that is fixed. Ah, um, <laughs> but I think um, basically is, <clears throat> and that's why what happens at the end happens is that, that Marisol helped break her feel like probably found out that Fiona was down there, helped break her out of Tartarus because that's one of the things, that's one of the crazy things that Marisol did before she died. She broke someone out of Tartarus. Ta-da, Fiona. So mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that Charity was just like, oh, well, can't do that because as much as they think the Sarkana is a cult, it's kind of looking like the elders are also a super cult. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I do like that they, and we'll talk about this later, but I do like that they set up one of the other elders as like a red herring bad guy. It's just how she talks, but she's actually trying yeah. to do good things. Um, but anyway, okay. So they break out Fiona and Mel swears to super secrecy with her girlfriend, Jada. Yay. And is missing all of these phone calls from Maggie, who is with Harry and Fiona and Macy in 
what we were calling last week a sex crypt because that's where they just <laughs> magically ended up uh, confusing. I don't think they really quite helped us understand how they got there, but they were there and it's fine. Um, and <laughs> Harry's just like, don't touch anything while Macy and Maggie are both touching, touching things. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't put, like, don't take these girls to a museum. Like there's, <laughs> I'm gonna touch the painting. Don't touch the painting. I'm gonna touch the magical rune. <laughs> yeah. What do we know? Like, first of all, Maggie, I kind of get because Maggie's kind of silly like that, where she'd be like, "Oh, cool. Like, I like this." Macy should know better. Like Macy's Macy's failures as a scientist every once in a while just make me shake my head. Don't touch mm-hmm. that, Macy. Don't touch it. Um. So okay. So what did you think about like the the? I like this set piece. I think it's cool. Um, I was still a little, again, it was just a little confusing. I think all the Fiona stuff came at me real fast. So, yeah, I mean, right now it's just a giant room with hieroglyphic type things on it. They haven't really shown too much. So I don't know if it was like super impressive just because it's like a black room, but obviously the power that it can wield, you know, that was pretty impressive, I guess. They definitely like elevated their powers to something that they're not on that level yet which so that's kind of cool to see what they could do yeah, in the future that's cool foreshadowing i do like that where it's like hey we're gonna introduce this really like op power but we're not letting you keep it we just want you guys to know that we know that their powers evolve in like a cool yeah. linear way like it makes sense yeah yeah and i mean like macy's power new power seems like it'll be useful maggie's i'm like how will this help you I'm trying to figure out a time when it will be ideal to switch places with someone. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Just start swapping know. bodies with people. Whoop, yeah. Whoop. I I wonder if, if, if she could control it enough, she could just, like, not completely swap a body. Like, almost just, like, enter a body without swapping it completely. And, like, kind of control them. Yeah, like, I mean, that, I think that would be on the, like, if we're talking about black and white, good and evil, that might be on the maybe bad, on the bad side of things. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, so they, they both, this is very important, is Macy and Maggie both touch things when they're not supposed to. Uh, so when Mel finally shows back up, and apparently there's no reception in Ireland anywhere, uh, <laughs> when she gets back, she gets all the text messages. And Maggie kind of confronts her and touches her on the shoulder, and that's what sparks the body swap. What? <laughs> um, I... So I, I I was worried about the body swap, like I said before, but I'm I'm pleasantly surprised with how it turned out. I think it went a lot better than it could have. Yeah, I think I think um, Sarah Jeffrey specifically like did a really good job playing Mel. Yes, I like believed her. Yeah, and I've I've been kind of saying that I I think Mel is the kind of the weakest, like acting wise of the sisters. Just, I agree, which is funny because she's the only one that I had actually known of before. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think that she is the, the weakest acting-wise. But when they did this swap, you could see her playing, like, like you could see Mel's character being played through Maggie's body. Like, it was, the mannerisms were there and stuff. So I see it. Like, it's there. It's almost there. But it's obviously not as strong as, like... Because, obviously, Maggie is, like, a very vibrant, extroverted person. So it's easier to kind of emulate what she's doing. Mel's a lot more cross-armed and, you know, yelling consent. So... 
She, <laughs> she had a little bit more of an uphill battle, I think. Anyway, but I did also like that they didn't kind of draw out the Freaky Friday thing. It was just sort of, they woke up, they realized what was happening, and they tried to fix it immediately. Like, we didn't have to have this long, long, drawn-out scene of her being like, what? What's going on? What? This isn't my nose. 15 minutes later, no! <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um. So... So we'll use that part to kind of like, because her stuff, the rest of Mel's story is kind of uh, just like peripheral to the main story. Uh, we'll go to Maggie now, uh, who, like we've mentioned, touched a rune, got superpowers, swaps bodies with Mel. So this is, I think this was their like fun way of like skirting around Mel not breaking promises to Jada. We'll just yeah. have them swap bodies and then Jada will tell her own secrets t- to Maggie. Yeah. So I like that. I, I also enjoyed how I watched, I enjoyed watching Maggie, Maggie like blossom out of Mel's body. Cause she was wearing like, it was like she was compounding up outfits. Did yeah. That, like that didn't seem like natural Maggie outfits. Do you agree? No, like, it, was, it was like all so much pattern, so many layers. Uh, and you could tell she was having fun too. Like mm-hmm. the actress was having a blast. She was like, this is great. I love this. I love it when actors and actresses are having a good time. So you're just like, yes, a body swap. I get to be Maggie. Woohoo! Bobs yeah. her head around a little bit, does her hair real big. Uh, and basically, yeah, gets to meet Fiona. And uh, Fiona IDs Maggie almost immediately. But they, she's like, oh, you must be Maggie. Nope, I'm Mel. And Fiona's like, I don't think so. I don't yeah. believe you. So Maggie kind of understands the plight that the Circana, like she kind of gets it. Like, she's, yeah. she's getting the slow drip of, okay, I see what's happening here. Okay. So what did what did you think about this whole, like, because, again, this was the biggest we saw of Fiona. Like, this is the most conversation that we saw with her and the reveal of all this. Like, what were, where did you, where was your headspace with this one? Well, I feel like Fiona seems like a witch that, definitely is all powerful. She, she recognized, well, first she said Marisol, but then she was like Maggie. Like, I feel like she was able to kind of like see through their like little switcheroo spell. And I mean, you must have to have like pretty impressive magic to be able to do that. Um, and I thought it was really interesting how she did talk about how she, you know, hates charity now and, you know, talked about how the girls need to keep their sisterhood really close. And maybe that does kind of, tease that Charity's story is not very true and that something went on with their sisterhood that broke them apart. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this. I like this. And I like that she definitely seemed like someone who was a in Tartarus for a little while, um, but also just like pissed. She's just, yeah. she was, this is an angry woman drinking tea on a couch. She's mad <laughs> and she wants to go take a nap. Um, and I got that. I felt that all over. I like this actress. She's fun. Yes. Yeah. Leah, Leah Pipes from the originals. And also Pixel Perfect. <laughs> really? Yes. All right. Yeah. Sometimes I have trouble IDing some of the actors. I, it took me just until like a couple of weeks ago to realize that the actress who plays Maggie, I was trying to remember why she seemed so familiar. And it's because I watched a couple, I watched a little bit of the Daphne and, um, Oh, what oh, is it? Daphne and Velma? Because she's Daphne yes. and Daphne and Velma. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's who it is. And I also just now realized from rewatching the new Jumanji movie that Galvin, Macy's boyfriend, is the teenage boy. What? Yeah. He's a 32-year-old man playing a teenager. 
I love it. Oh my gosh. Bridge, right? Yeah. He I plays think that Fridge. was his name. He plays Fridge, wow. who, who goes on to be played by Kevin Hart in the rest of the movie. But you just said, I was like squinting at him, like, no, it couldn't have been Galvin. Galvin's an adult man. This is a teenager. No, he has an acting range. He can play both. Um, it also makes sense wow. as to why he was like 10 feet taller than everybody else. True. So. Anyway, so so we do that. Maggie now understands Mel's play, and then the rest of the episode is basically Mel and Maggie trying to like be in each other's bodies peripherally to Macy's big storyline. Um, so we get uh, that Maggie in Mel's body doing the Fiona thing, and then Mel in Maggie's body is going to a sorority rush party. They're going to a toga party. And yay, togas, it's going to be amazing. And she meets somebody named Daphne, which is another thing that I kind of smiled at. And uh, Mel reads her mind and sees that, you know, she's she's afraid to go. Yeah. Uh, she's afraid to go. She's she's tense. She's nervous. And they get there and, uh, you know, it's it's your basic Greek uh, Greek toga party. She's like, yeah, we've got a, we've got an, I, what, what did she say? Lu- was it Lucy, the sorority girl? Oh, we had an ice luge. The, a ice luge shaped like Mount Olympus. Girl, that's just a mountain. That is just <laughs> a mountain. Uh, but yeah, I did like, I, I did enjoy the line um, to Maggie and Parker from Lucy, which is, I'm, I'm a, I'm officially your biggest shipper. Toot toot. She's fun. <laughs> I enjoy yeah, her. Yeah, she is really funny. I like her a lot too. Um, and I think. Going back a little bit to what you were saying about, like, you know, this episode, we really get to see Maggie and Mel, you know, switching places and kind of being in each other's shoes. I really like that because I feel like that finally did bring a little bit more of the sisterhood to the story where, like, they kind of were able to see from each other's perspectives and kind of understand each other's powers and how they don't, you know, not one is better than the other or easier than the other, you know, to to deal with. Yeah, because you do see them both struggling with the other's power. Yeah, like they both kind of were able to be like, oh, you struggle as well in your life. So do I like, you know, we both have our own things going on, but we're still sisters. Like now I understand what you're going through. And I really liked that. Yeah. I just wish I just wish Macy had been involved in that a, a little bit, not in necessarily in the switching, but just in like the sisterliness of it all. Yeah, I think they're keeping her as kind of like just enough to be kind of an adversary. Like they were kind of setting it up. Like it was going to be Sarkana versus um, the elders, but I think they've dashed all that away. Like that's what I thought they were setting up. That's not what's going on because I think everyone is now very clear that the elders have lost the damn minds. Um, So I don't think that that's going to be that, but they do have Mel and Macy butting heads in a more, it's less sisterly and it does just definitely seem more like of a power move kind of thing like they're yeah. just trying to be the one that's like saying the important things so when they're on different divides like that it, it's becoming noticeable mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah like Ma- maggie's the one that's like she's close to each of them but the two of them are just not gelling yeah because everyone's gonna gel with maggie obviously that's yes. like i'd gel with maggie anyone would She's my favorite of the sisters. I, I think it's her. like her and Macy are my favorites just because they have so much going on. So yeah, so I'm I'm the I'm the the resident scientist here. So like I I I gel with Macy so much where I'm just like I get what they're doing with her character and I really like 
the progress that they're doing with her. I, that's why I kind of like to poke fun at some of the science stuff that she does where it's like, they're so right. Every so often they drop the ball on her, which I think is super funny. Um, but yeah, Ma- Maggie is just definitely this very big social butterfly that I think she could get along if she wanted to, she could get along with basically anybody and anyone that is going to wear shoulder pads that often loud and proud. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to mess with. Um, and I did like that this episode with the body swap did definitely show how like Maggie reading reading minds and stuff it comes more naturally to her because it's how her personality is wired. Mm-hmm. And Mel trying to be a control like a control freak, which is again something I de- identify with. Of is it's really easy for her to freeze time because she's always trying to like reach out to control something. So when they swap, they both struggle because Mel has to tap into something else. Um, to control what she's hearing and Maggie has to get it like tap into the control aspect I did think that, that was I don't think it was as blatant as I wanted it to be but it was cool yeah I mean that makes a lot of sense I think that definitely once now that you've said it I definitely like see that yeah so so anyway they go to the this Fidel party Parker is there because Parker's like just they've kind of like cast him as like a main character now and he's always just sort of there around he's just sort of around um which i liked later he like pulled ranked to kick some people out of their frat and i'm like i don't know if you have the power to do that like i don't know if this is how that works but all right um so basically they go to this party and they um and and then we'll backtrack to macy here for a quick but that's basically when they find out that there's this like terrible terrible like uh hashtag going around that's exposing women um and they're that's that's part of the main storyline that they end up Solving with Macy. So, to go all the way back to the first part of the episode with Macy, Macy is talking with Charity about her her demon blood. And she's like, I've tried everything! Uh, short of transfusion, I think. She's tried everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charity's just like, listen, I'll bring in the other elders. We're all gonna have a weird faceless chat. It'll be fine. And one of the other elders just stands up and takes her face shield off. And she's like, listen, I know this cool, freaky acupuncture thing that we could do. And we'll solve all your problems. Are you having weird dreams? No, I'm not. Then you're probably fine. Cut to Macy having weird dreams. Yeah. At first, I thought that this was going to be like that OG episode where Prue started like astral projecting. Yeah. That's what I thought at first when they were just like kind of talking about it in like the promos. But then when we actually saw the scene, I was like, Ooh, maybe this is really going to be like that other OG episode where Phoebe was like connected to the succubus. Oh, the really sexy episode where Phoebe sweat like the entire episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely thought it was going to be closer to the, the Prue episode. I agree with you there where I'm like, Oh no, what is she doing? Uh, but basically what she sees is she sees a guy like freaking out and then the next day, she, well, she she wakes up and she gets stressed out. So she goes for a run. And she comes up across the guy, the same guy she had just seen, frozen as a statue. Oh, no! Uh, and they basically deduce that the the stone that the, the man is frozen in is, just, like, super old. Like, what I think they said, like, 2,300 years. Something ridiculous. Like, it's a ridiculous amount of time that it's, so they're just like, well, where did this come from? Oh, no, did Macy do this? what happened and that's when the acupuncture elder comes in to do her super secret magic and i and they set her up like she you were supposed to be thinking the whole time that this was the villain because she talked like this all of the time (laughs) 
and I don't know. He's like, can you cure me? We can do something about it. And it's just like, oh, she's going to kill her. Oh, this woman's evil. Like the whole time. I don't know if you had this too, but the whole episode, I was just like, she did it. She done it. We found the bad guy. There she is. So the whole time I just kept thinking, this is the magic doctor. Like, I don't know. I felt like she was at the doctor's office getting a checkup. I did too. I do like magical acupuncture because it was like, you know, like, do we really need to have her levitating? Just put her on a table. I feel like these are all extra steps we don't need to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So basically she decides, she says that, you know, like what she's, they find more of these statues around so they can exonerate Macy of any wrongdoing because obviously she didn't do them. And, they're saying that she has like the evil sight, blah blah blah. I which, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was gonna say which sort of is like kind of what happened to Phoebe yes. in the succubus, where like they were connected because of somewhat. I don't know why she, they were connected in that episode actually, but they were connected, just like she was connected to Medusa and was, or you know, this person, this demon, and was able to see what they were doing. Yeah, like I think in Phoebe's case with Phoebe and the succubus, it was kind of them trying a way of uh, elevating Phoebe's power, but they'd never really built on it after that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- on this one, they're kind of explaining that this is something latent within Macy that she should be able to do um, eventually, maybe with training or growth. Um, mm-hmm. So they say it's the evil sight, which frankly, I feel like a better name could be thought up. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I don't know what it would be. I think maybe we could workshop some names. Uh, And they basically deduce that the stone, you know, who turns people to stone? Medusa. 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 Uh, So they look it up and uh, Macy learns the uh, sad truth about what Medusa, the, the, the legend slash myth slash story of Medusa is. It's not a good one at all. Um, Medusa is basically uh, raped by Poseidon in the, the the temple of Athena, if I'm remembering correctly. And Athena gets super mad about it, so she curses Medusa with the stone freezing sight and snake hair. Because parent, like Medusa was super pretty. And then all this other stuff, basically, where Perseus has to come and chop off her head. and It's a whole thing. And it's not really fair at all. That no. is like a terrible, terrible story. And I didn't know that that's what Medusa's story was. I knew that she obviously had, like, the sight to turn people to stone and had snake hair, but I didn't really, like, think about it, I guess. And so to know that, like, she was essentially raped and then slut-shamed and turned into a monster for something that was, like, not her fault at all, that's messed up! Yes, it is 100% messed up. And let me tell you about other messed up things that I learned while trying to, like, because I was making sure I was fact-checking my Medusa stuff because that was something that I kind of knew mostly from the story of Perseus. Like, I had went through a big Greek like fan phase. So I read everything. So I knew the story and I knew like Medusa's fate and everything. I learned all kinds of other fun stuff. Like instance, Freud, Sigmund Freud of psychiatry and psychosis, uh, psychoanalyst rather fame had a story that was, that was published after he died called like in German. And I don't remember the German name, but it was basically called the Medusa head or Medusa theory or something of that nature. Uh, basically explaining that men, like Medusa is the fear of castration. Um, and also like the view of Medusa is the view of like a virginal, their virginal mother, which was weird. And that it was all about men and sexuality somehow, yada, 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 because she never froze women into stone. 
So it was definitely one of those, I don't know what any of this is, but I don't care for it. <laughs> what is yeah. this? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't care for any of that. But then it also, like, the rest of the wiki page was explaining why Medusa is this, um, is a symbol of feminism. So this was an on-the-nose but not-on-the-nose choice for them, and mm-hmm. I like it. Because this yes. didn't seem super heavy-handed. Like, no, I thought this story was awesome. They did. They've they've gotten kind of heavy-handed before, but not this yeah. one. This one. This one. I felt like it could have been, and they did it well. So, like like we said, Medusa is a woman who was uh, who was assaulted by Poseidon, jealousy uh, on Athena because the Greek gods were just a bunch of a holes, guys. Like they just did a bunch of terrible things. <laughs> the Disney movie Hercules is just terrible because none of that's true. Um, <laughs> rants that I could go on for 20 minutes. Um, but anyway, so so they decide that they have to go and stop Medusa. So they get to the Greek party. So Medusa is now, like, coming to, like, haunt a Greek party where they all have togas and stuff. Again, it's all just very... Um, it's it's clever in a very obvious way, and I like it. Like, I, I think I could have been mad at this in a different... If it was presented differently. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they really did a good job with this episode. Um, so May May they uh, everyone at the party starts getting frozen. They have a sword, like a cool sword. I like this sword. I want this sword to come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like the sword, and they had a shield that protected them. And uh, Macy is the one that kind of goes, "I'm not gonna chop her head off." The the scene where they kind of levitate her and freeze it for a second is super cool. Yeah, that was cool. I also think like. The way that they kind of like set it up to this moment was really interesting because I had to go back and I didn't realize that the girl that played Medusa was in multiple scenes. I had only realized that she was there when uh, I think it was Lucy kind of they all walk past her and Lucy's like, oh, I like that outfit. Who's that girl at the party? Um, But if you go back to when we first see the first frozen person that um, that met. What's it called? If you go back to the first person that was frozen that Macy found, yeah, the girl that's talking about the statue is the girl that's Medusa. <gasps> and she says, oh, do you see how the person's cowering away? They refuse to look at her or, you know, they refuse to look up. And like they're basically like giving this whole, um, you know, background on like what the artist was thinking. And the whole time, you know, you're sitting there thinking like, yeah, yeah. How does she know? And it's because that girl was Medusa. You are blowing my mind right now. I did not make that connection. Right? <gasps> That's awesome. I thought it was so good because at first I was like, uh, where is this girl coming from? Like, I didn't recognize her from anything before. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's in the sneak peek. Like, she's in that main scene. Wow, my mind was blown. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. That's – I didn't know that. I'm going to have to rewatch the episode. I mean, I was already going to, but now I definitely have to. Yeah, they um, just set it up in a very, like, seamless way that, like, at first I didn't even notice. But then when you do, you're like, that was genius. Oh, that's great. <gasps> okay, a million points to you. Um, <laughs> thank you for your keen eye. Uh, so, okay, so they, they set it up where they have their little battle where it's like, you need to freeze her and do this and everything. And they, they get everything to where it is. And right before Macy's going to behead her, she realizes all, oh, Sorry, I, I forgot the, the disgusting reason that Medusa has come into power. Medusa is here because she, uh, this this terrible hashtag called, like, the Lollipop Guild 
is going around and they don't explain what it is. They just explain that it's slut shaming and they call it gilding the lolly. Like Mel kind of says it and kind of makes a face about it. And then they don't talk about it, which is fine. But I didn't know what that meant. So yeah, I, me neither. So I Googled it. I'm kind of mad that I oh, did. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it a real thing? Okay, so I knew that it was a turn on the phrase gilding the lily. Um, what does that mean? So gilding the lily, according to Urban Dictionary in the sexual... Because there's there's a bunch of different terms for it that are not gross. But the, the Urban Dictionary sexual use of it is just female masturbation. Gilding the lily. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> so basically what they mean is they have all of these pictures of women masturbating around campus. And they're sharing them. And people are like, this is super cool. So that's what Medusa is there for. Because the uh, aforementioned Daphne, uh, she mentions that she was crying into a fountain because she has been shamed for... And, and again, they never explain how... And they don't need to. I'll point that out. But they never explain how these photos came about or anything. Um, I'm going to assume some sort of like people surveillance situation. Uh, but basically that she is being shamed and this this Greek house, like these Greek guys, these frat guys are doing it or perpetuating it and having a, there's a hashtag for it and people are being, uh, what's the term for it? Like not subservient, um, complicit? Yeah, I guess, or they're just not addressing it? Yeah, but they're, some of them are being amused by it without stopping it, without realizing oh, that Oh, yeah. This, because the, one of the couples that were frozen was definitely like a guy and a girl that were both laughing about it and it was just like... Guys, if this was you, you'd be super pissed and very shame, like very ashamed, because this is not something you want, especially at college. Can you imagine? Oh, oh. So Macy then realizes when she looks around before she has to behead Medusa that everyone's looking away, and that Medusa is is tormenting the people who are being passive and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So they unfreeze everything. Macy puts everything down. And I'm not going to lie to you, I cried when she gave her little speech. I'm a crier, was, so there's that, but it was a good speech. It was, yeah. And I had read that um, George Northey, who's one of the, who wrote this episode, um, he had tweeted about how when they were working on this scene, he and Madeline, who plays Macy, were like going back and forth, kind of just like trying to perfect the speech so that it would like you know, just have all of that power that you need in a moment like that. And I thought that's really cool that she like, you know, kind of had a say in what she was talking about. Um, It was great. Yeah. She, that was just like, Oh, such a powerful moment in the whole episode. It was. And you could tell like she had such a raw emotion to her voice too. Like you could hear it kind of cracking a little bit. And I think that's, that's what, that's what got me, where she was just like, you are seen. I see you and I understand. Like, this happened to you and it is awful. And, you know, it need, your story needs to be told from a different angle. And the whole time, just tears streaming down my face. Uh, and Medusa, like, her snake eyes go away. The, like, the little snake in her hair kind of goes away. And she, like, kind of poofs away. And everybody's back to, back to normal again. And Macy has saved the day with her heartfelt speech. And again, this is... One of my bigger complaints about the show is that they sometimes get kind of ham-fisted about stuff. This was great. This was a great commentary for what's going on in a lot of cases for several... I mean, we could probably cite a thousand things that this could be relevant to. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but they did it in a way that wasn't so on the nose. It made you just kind of roll your eyes. Like I thought that this was a very impactful moment. So absolutely. Um, so they do that and it's like, all right, cool. We did it. We saved it. And that's when Macy has her realization that kind of this, this kind of threw me like for a loop, like in a good way that made me kind of excited for what they're thinking about for the rest of the season. Because Macy is wondering, maybe I don't need to get rid of my demon blood. Yeah, that, that whole thing just really made me think about the idea of like good versus evil. And like, maybe there's maybe all of it's a gray area. Maybe there is no real good or evil. You know, like, I think, as we saw with Medusa, like, the reason that she was doing what she was doing was because something bad happened to her. And she was, you know, she was the the victim or the survivor in that situation. Yeah. You know, so I, I like that idea of, like, gray areas and things aren't as they seem. And I mean, I think especially as we get into the end of this episode, you know, maybe... Maybe there really is like, you know, some of the people that we thought were good might not be. And maybe the people that we think are bad are not necessarily, you know? Yeah. And I mean, and I've been kind of saying this from day one because I'm a, okay, so I'm a super Star Wars freak. So I keep kind of relating this to like the prequels of Star Wars because they talk about a lot of the like absolutes of good and evil. And that was really how OG Charmed was. Like it was like, these are demons, these are witches, everything else is nothing like it's just it's black or white it's good it's evil it's yes or no um and this is now kind of like slowly opening this little can of worms of maybe there's a gray area we all get to live in Mm -hmm. um because maybe you can be a demon who is good maybe you can be a witch who does bad maybe you can be a witch slash demon who does super good like we can change we can rewrite what's already written which i think fits in very perfectly with the message they're been trying to go with the entire time for this entire season this entire show mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah like kind of you know rewriting things and I think that we've seen the sisters do that every like nearly every episode you know there's things that people tell them like oh you can't do this or like you know this is black and white and it's like no we can you know change things it doesn't have to be this or that like how they saved Angela Wu or how they saved Harry and everyone told them that they wouldn't be able to, you know, it's, it's like not everything is, is absolute. Yeah. And I think they're also, like wiggle room. I think they're also really making sure they set up when I, I feel like they have some sort of bombshell that they want to drop on how it either connects or does not connect to the original charmed because they hinted at it very briefly in the first episode. Ooh, which thing? The when they open up the Book of Shadows, they start talking about uh, Melissa Warren, who is oh, yeah. oh Melinda Warren or Melinda yeah, yeah, Melissa, yeah. yeah. So they tease mm-hmm. that where it's just like, oh, they're part of that family tree. And so my speculation is obviously, uh, or not obviously so much as that, like you know, family trees they get kind of big, like mm-hmm. you know, like maybe they're yeah, the Halliwells are living over here, but then you got the Veras over here, like like. I mean, maybe it goes against what the actual Charmed One mythos would be, but if you have three sisters who are witches, I mean, witches come in threes. That's If they're sisters, excellent. So I think that they want to be able to tie it that way, and I think that they're kind of hoping that they might be able to. And I feel like this is what they're setting up for, where they're saying we can rewrite some rules, we can be different, so that when they do that, we're not all going to be shook to our very core. So I think they're they're... 
I think that's what's going on. I could be completely off base. I mostly always am. So <laughs> uh, that's what I think. Or this is all just building up towards something else. But basically, she is saying, why do I have to get rid of this? And the elder, and I forget this elder's name and I feel really bad. Um, but she basically goes, yes, we could use this. But it's very innate inside. Like, it's very deep inside of you. And the only way we can get it is through, like, is through coaxing. And so she's, like, heating up one of her weird acupuncture needles and straight up throws it in Macy's face. I literally, that's the moment when I was like, wait, is she not really a doctor? Is she just trying to kill Macy? And I was like, is Macy dead? Did Macy die? Yeah, like, because, again, they're setting, like, they're trying to, like, trick you and be like, this is the bad person. Because that all does not seem like someone that's on the level. Like, am I wrong? Like, yeah. everything about her seems super fish. Um, and so then Macy gets the vision of Marisol being murdered through the eyes of her murderer. Oh, my God. Who is, dun, 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 Charity. Ah, yeah. my God. I, I think. <laughs> I did like it was it, it blew my mind I knew something was up with charity like it, you could tell that like, she was keeping a secret but I genuinely did not think she was the one that murdered Marisol I I did not like <laughs> I don't know yeah like that's not I, what I thought I, I thought, thought it would yeah. be some bigger demon I don't know like I thought it was going to be one of the elders which is why I was so keen on buying that this other elder was the one that was going to try to kill Macy because I was like, yeah, she's the bad elder. Like, there's a bad one, and Charity and Harry are going to root them out, and that Charity's going to step down as an elder, and then her and Harry are going to, like, run away together. Yay, it's all going to be amazing. But I'm feeling like that's not what's going to happen anymore. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, Charity straight up murdered their mom. Like, but, but why, though? It's like, my big question. I feel like there's so many ways it could go of like why she did this. But then at the same time, we see her kill this other elder now. So, so I feel like some of my theories might go out the window based off of that. But okay. So first of all, killing that other elder, that was, that was, that was visceral. Like that was, I wasn't expecting it. Cause it was just like, other elders staring at her. And again, I don't remember her name. I should probably look it up. Uh, but she's just like, she's like, what did you see? And then all of a sudden her just head turns all the way around her body. And mm -hmm. then she dies. Uh, and then it's, it's revealed to be charity. But I would like, to, like, do you, ha like, what is your strongest theory and or your most off the wall theory? Oh, man. I guess, I guess my most off the wall theory now that we saw, I, I guess it's off the wall because we saw her kill this other elder. But if she hadn't killed the other elder, then maybe it could make sense, which is that maybe um, Marisol knew that somebody was coming to kill her. And she was like, okay, well, let me have Charity come here, kill me first. I would rather my friend kill me so that then my, my daughters can all like come together. You know, like maybe like her death is what made okay. it so that all the, the, the sisters came together. And so I was like, oh, maybe she did it because, like, Marisol asked her to. If it was like, if I have to be killed by a demon or by, you know, someone I care about, I'd rather it be you. Okay. So maybe that. The other thing I was thinking about is if you realize when, when all that smoke and stuff is coming in, there's all these ravens. And the ravens only come when the Sarkana is there. So maybe the Sarkana was there, too. So 
I don't know, was it definitely, definitely charity? Or, like, why was the Sarkana and charity there? I don't know. Maybe it's a race to kill Marisol? Ooh. Hmm. Oh. Well, what yeah. about you? I See, I, I'm unclear. Like, I'm going to guess, like, my, my most obvious theory is just that, like, Charity did it because either she got false information, like, thinking, oh, well, she's going to try to bring my sister out of Tartarus or bring her back to life. Like, if she found out that Marisol has been in... uh in cahoots with necromancers being like, she can't bring her back to life. Uh, so I have to kill her before she does it. But you know, ta-da, she already did it. Like, I just feel like it's like charity being like two steps behind, but trying to like make up those steps by being a lot more violent than she needs to be. Like she seems really desperate. Like the look on her face in both the, um, past shot of killing Marisol and when she kills that elder and is facing down Macy, she looks like a, a woman possessed by desperation. Yeah. Like maybe there was a reason, maybe, I mean, what if that wasn't even really Marisol? What if that was like, um, I don't know, some Ooh. demon that's like a shapeshifter. Yeah, Cause we've never really seen that power, right? Like she has like a red lightning. Have we seen this before? I feel like I haven't seen this before. I've seen her do other things. Yeah, I'm not sure. Ooh. But, but like what if what if what if like the person that we think is charity is a shapeshifter or been body swapped by another or empath. Or been body swapped. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I like that there's theory. So many I like that so she's many been like mad eye moodied and she's actually like David Tennant in a trench coat. <laughs> I like that theory. Um okay, so then that's the big cliffhanger is basically charity or charity with giant air quotes around it uh killed Marisol and is now alone with Macy in the loft. This can't be good. It sounds like an uh, like an episode of Clue. Yeah, she's with the, with Macy in the loft with the magical power. Yeah, well, because that's what you know what, and that could have been said for the the previous elder, where it was just like you know, an elder in the loft with Macy with fancy acupuncture needle. Because yeah, <laughs> I don't know if someone hit me with an acupuncture needle that that hard from that distance, this scared the hell out of me. Um, I mean, and it was huge, too. Was that was like it could, like, go through her head. <laughs> I know. I do want to know, like, and I know that the one of the writers tweeted out about Macy and Maggie's elevated power was that it was just this kind of, like, one-off. That they weren't going to awaken those powers in them right away because, obviously, that would be... You're giving them too much power to learn with. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, especially with, like... I think Macy's could be kind of cool, like... It, it it could get kind of like overdone and or like really easy to solve problems with something like that. But Maggie's like, like we said before, just want to walking around swapping bodies with people. Ooh, hey, cool. Um, so anyway, yeah, I do like, I, I, I do like one of the main things that I like that they showed in this episode is, is the progression of power. Yeah. So it, like, you know, if we get to like season seven of the, of Charmed Reboot is that they've just turned into like the queens of witches. They've, they've overthrown the elders. They're the most powerful beings, you know, whatever, but they like, they can't be stopped because their, their powers have grown so exponentially. Like, yeah. So anyway, that was, that was Switches and Stones. I, I don't know if I enjoyed this more than I enjoyed Manic Pixie Nightmare. I liked that one a lot too. I did. I, I liked that one because it was like fun, but I liked this one because it was like the dramatic and like with the storyline. Like Manic Pixie Nightmare was almost like 
um, like demon of the week kind of situation. But this was like continuing on our story. And I'm really enjoying the like overarching story of the season. And we've got like seven more episodes, I think. That's so many episodes. <laughs> it seems like forever, doesn't it? Like that's just like yeah. it's a lot of television. I'm uh, not used to this anymore. I'm used to like eight to ten episodes right. and then we get a break. Some Game of Thrones, it's one hour, in and out the door, ten weeks, there we're done. This is like so the the podcast that we did before, um, Beth and I did before was for Once Upon a Time. Oh nice. Uh and so yeah, it was definitely one of those it got to this like later season. It was still an hour long TV show and they were doing twenty three episodes, so it just it just felt like they were just pulling stuff as thin as they could possibly pull it. And this has signs of that, but I think since it's so new, it doesn't get as spread thin. There's just a lot of world building that they can still do. Oh yeah. So much, so Uh much world building they can still do. I want to know more about like their history as a family and like, you know, I want to see them go back in time more. Oh, yeah. And meet their ancestors and stuff. I want them to put on, like, bewitched go-go boots and go back to the 70s. Like, I want them to do the whole thing. Like, I like the campy episodes as much as I like the dramatic episodes. And this show definitely has the capacity to be both. Yeah, definitely. So I like that they can flex both those muscles. So overall thoughts? Like, I know we talked about it and we liked the episode. Any closing thoughts on the episode before we wrap it up completely? Yes, my closing thoughts are, I think this was the best episode of the whole season so Ooh, far. All right. Strong, strong words, but that's how I feel. Amen. Hey, I have at it. Tell us why. I like, I like that they had, it was, there was still like a demon of the week sort of with Medusa, but they like gave so much more heart and life to the story and like actually taught you something that like I didn't know. And I feel like, like you said, they made it, they like were able to give us a message without it being like overdone yeah like it just felt like wow like this is insane that stuff that went on in in you know greek mythology is still so relevant now and is still like so effed up yeah again Um, yeah especially greek mythology boy if we're gonna go through the what's what's screwed up in greek mythology we got seasons on seasons ladies (laughs) and i and i just loved that you know in addition to that we also really got to see some of the sisters bond a little bit more um, cause the sisterly moments are some of my favorites. And then just like the twist, like, like, I love when it's a, you know, they've done a lot of twist endings, but I like that this one specifically is really rooted in like the main part of the story. Like this is what we've been waiting for. So yeah, that's why I just loved this episode. I think it did everything right. The pacing was really good. It didn't, even though there was a lot going on, it didn't feel like, it felt like this is, this is good. We're We've got a full story here. Yeah, definitely my favorite episode of the whole season. Excellent. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I, I didn't actually even think about that. And that's, that's usually, it's usually a good thing that I don't think about the, uh, the pacing. Like, if the pacing is bad, I notice it. But if it's good, I don't. Because mm-hmm. um, the, when the pacing is really good, I don't notice that the episode is an hour long. Um, I'm still just a uh, weekly update that the CW app still sucks. <laughs> um, because it's just the same, like 16 commercials that they show every five minutes. And it just, it's making me oh, not want to yeah. eat. It makes me not want to eat Dairy Queen because it's always the first commercial every single time. 
they do too many commercials and they don't put the number so you don't know what you're at. Yeah, <laughs> they don't yeah, they don't tell you like how much longer you have until you're done. Like that's what Hulu like Hulu and YouTube where they're just like, here's how long you have. Go get some chips and you can come back. But this one, like you almost can't even like exit out of it or pause it or anything. It's just like, ugh. Um Okay, so that was our episode, guys. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, we do have a Facebook group. Uh, it's Charming, Charming Reboot Podcast. You can find it on Facebook, or we do have at Charming Pod on Twitter. Uh, and you can find me personally at just underscore Abby. Uh, do you want to do any plugs for all of your wonderful things, Kristen? Sure. You can check out my YouTube, youtube.com slash kmaldo. I also talk about Charmed every week. Um, and other things as well. Lots of other TV shows and movies. I did see your um, next one was about Sabrina, and that's very yes. up our alley. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I just did a trailer reaction. I love that show. I, I've noticed, actually, that a lot of my videos are around, like, supernatural, witchy, <laughs> like, horror things. I didn't realize that until recently. But, yeah, so if that's, your, if that's up your alley, if you like Charmed, you'll probably like the stuff I have on my channel. Um, and then I'm just, like, Kmaldo pretty much anywhere. K-A-Y-M-A-L-D-O. Okay. Well, uh, just a random note because I just want to bring it up all of the time. But on Freeform, they're coming up with a new uh, TV show called, uh, I think it's called like Fort Salem or something like that, where they like rewrite history based off the Salem witch trials and like witches Ooh. and females take over the world. It looks delightfully terrible. So, you know, keep that on your radar for future <laughs> reviews. And I will definitely put a link in our description for the episode and I will throw up the link to your latest episode on our Facebook page. Uh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This thank you for having me. This is awesome. <laughs> no, and, and you had a lot of wonderful insights on this. And I always think, and we will definitely have to, we're one, by the way, just you're on the hook now. I'm going to bring you back for like a very, like a very special episode of Charmed. Yes, um, I can't wait. We should just talk about the full season when it's done. Oh, right. I kind of want to get like, so I had another special guest last week when Beth wasn't here, but like get like all four of us just like screaming into microphones about the whole season. Like it's just like an hour That'd of be us awesome. be like, Maggie's amazing. Parker's lukewarm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's Galvin been doing on yeah. his quest? What are we going to Oh my that? God. The Galvin comment about him being in Jumanji. That's what that comment was about last week. Oh! Oh, late, late to the uptake with me. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us and we will all see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us, Kristen. Thank you. All right. And blessed be everyone.